Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us. Nice day out here in the Mile High City. Hope everyone has a great weekend, and we are glad you are taking a few minutes to join us. Hope you'll stay with us for the full hour here for Sportsman of Colorado. Be sure and check out our website. I don't mention that very much, but it's sportsmanofcolorado.com. All of our, a lot of our sponsors are on there, and a lot of great outfitters, different trips you can do. Um, uh, D&D Tire, uh, the Outdoorsman's Attic, Green Mountain Guns, a lot of great companies around that we'd love for you to visit and Give them a chance to earn your business and your trust, and uh, we'd appreciate that as well. We've got a jam-packed show for you today, and we're going to be spending most of today's show with the Fergusons. All right. We've got <laughs> Henry Ferguson, which you heard Henry on a few weeks ago with uh, the Colorado Bull Association, his wife, Stacy. Stacy, good to see you again. Good to see you, too. And Kyle, good to see you, bud. Good to see you, too. Man, I hate you. <laughs> this, this kid is we've been kid. getting a lot of oh, that oh <laughs> man where do you go from the bucks and the elk he's killing and all that henry you know it oh. it does kind of he, he has managed to raise the bar each year and no honestly it, it is a challenge <laughs> but it's a lot of fun no it sure is and we're going to talk a lot about that today and um and then um Dan Johnson will join us right at the end, and uh, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, and we want to thank Lynn Lyle Chevrolet for being a sponsor of our show, and uh, Dan has just been great for us, and uh, we would not be able to have our show without him, and they've got some great deals on some Silverados going on over at Lynn Lyle, so Dan will join us uh, here in a little while. All right, Henry, um, first of all, let's talk about this, and Stacey, I want your input on this too, this whole you guys are a hunting family. I mean, a lot of hours devoted to scouting, all of this. So, uh, Stacy, from your standpoint, kind of talk about that as the, the wife and the mother uh, of hunters and kind of what that's meant to your family. Well, I grew up in a family that we didn't hunt at all, so I didn't hunt okay. until I met Henry. So, <laughs> Wow. Um, I mean, we just have a lot of fun with So you knew he hunted when you met him? Though. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. he mainly did archery right. only kind of stuff, but he didn't really go out hunting until after we got married right so and then what kind of got you into it personally yeah. too yeah mm-hmm. started with bow hunting we shot archery tournaments and stuff and hunted archery so right. so it's been pretty fun for you guys man i mean it's just been a yeah the first well she's being a little modest about that i mean the first <laughs> deer tag she ever had she shot a pope and young buck and i mean you talk about setting the setting the bar high i mean <laughs> we had a 2004 where literally I shot one, um, and then like I, I shot a Pope and Young Buck. It was my first one, and then literally like eight days later, she shot one. And oh, I mean, wow. it was a it was quite a season for us. But yeah, she had a she started off right. That's for sure. <laughs> sure, absolutely. And Kyle, man, you had a a great season. Uh, kind of walk us through some of your animals. So we started in. Uh, first season with an antelope tag and I'd never personally like hunted for myself antelope I had hunted with my dad archery antelope and uh, that was a really cool hunt uh, antelope are some of my favorite animals they're really cool to see they they just look so cool yeah and uh, 
got a really good antelope, and then uh, second season I had a buck tag, and that was like a dream come true right there. Mm-hmm. I shot a 30-inch wide buck, which was, I mean, a huge goal. I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever get that that early in my life. And then uh, I got a – it ended up measuring also 180 inches. I was awesome. And then uh, we also, that same season, later on in the week, I got a spike bull. And yep. that was mainly really just a meat hunt. We really, sure. we really love elk. Yeah, so yeah. I yeah. think we all do. <laughs> yeah. Very good. So tell me, I mean, as a young man growing up and going to school and all that, I mean, some friends probably see you hunting and go, oh, how could you do that? Whatever. So how do you kind of work through all that with your peers? So uh, I used to have a really hard time, like, trying to come back from that. But now I've really learned a lot more with, like, my dad joining the Colorado Bullhunter Association. I know really a lot how that works, and now, Mm -hmm. like, I know, like, how much money – goes back from what you spend on tags and other hunting supplies right goes back to like conservation and a lot of other things and it's you you do a lot more for the animals too mm-hmm. and no, you absolutely. keep the population down as well it's sure. it's really cool to kind of help other people really know a lot more about hunting did you share the jerky with your friends and they yeah like yeah yeah <laughs> that'll get your friends in a hurry when oh, you got yeah. meat i promise you I'll, I'll tell you what that's <laughs> that's the greatest that's the greatest tool that you can use is you know when people have questions about it and they have their doubts i mean you can take them some jerky or some of the sticks or something you know and it's a tangible it's a tangible reason Mm -hmm. it's not just conservation it's hey you know what they're made of meat sure (laughs) exactly i'm not sure a lot of people realize that but but yeah, I mean they are made of meat, and that's that is the primary. I mean that's the big reason for for going out and doing it. Yeah, sure. a lot of people just look at it and think, oh, you're just going out there and shooting it just for fun. I mean, while we do love it, it's also like tradition in our family, and mm-hmm. you it doesn't just go to waste. Yeah, absolutely. All right, here you spend a lot of hours scouting. How I many sure hours do. a year, probably. Or do you want to admit that in case your employer is listening? No, I, I am self-employed, but I know. but the fact is I may have a customer listening to this. Oh, and yeah. it, and really, no, I, I, I spend a lot of time scouting. You, you um, it, it's not like a couple time a month sort of thing for me. It's Or five days before a hunt. I mean. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean. I'll, so when will you start scouting for next year? Um, I will start scouting for next year probably next weekend. Um, and that's uh, that's going to be a trip to go out to see what bucks made it through, um, because you know fourth season will be done next next Sunday, so it'll probably be the weekend after, truthfully. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll start taking a good look in December and seeing what made it through, and then I mean you know there's always a kind of a hit list of bucks that I've I've kind of got pictures of throughout the year or just different experiences with that you know some of them you're you're looking at them and we we kind of classify some of those next year bucks we call them birthday bucks because they can benefit from another birthday sure so if they get that additional birthday i mean man that you know sometimes those bucks just blow up and, and some reach kind of their potential potential right yep and then the next year you may see them they think man that buck was better last year right yes absolutely <laughs> and, and i'll tell you what scott 2020 was a great example of that because we hunted I mean, it was dry. It was scary mm-hmm. dry in 2020. I mean, we all remember the fires that ravaged sure. a lot of our state. But we had bucks that we'd been watching for 
Well, the buck I ended up uh, uh, that I ended up killing in archery season, I first spotted that buck in 2018. So I watched him 2018, and I saw really, really great potential. And fortunately, he made it through. And then 2019, man, I I I really should have shot this buck in 2019 he was he was big um but again i just kept looking at him going he's big but i think he could really blow up next year well the following year just happened to be like historically dry Mm -hmm. so we didn't get that good antler development and unfortunately we ended up i mean he was the best buck out there and i knew it and i i had put in a lot of time scouting so i knew exactly what was out there and i just was not seeing a bigger buck than that so sometimes you end up with uh you know you get a tag on a dry (laughs) year i mean hey sure there's guys hunting the arizona strip this year and it's scary dry down there they're just not seeing and killing the big bucks that they're normally that they normally are right do you go out both morning and evening? I do. Um, I do. And I, I tend to focus more on the mornings. Um, I, I just I just see better animal movement in the mornings. Right. Um, and you can, you can watch them a little longer. So quite often, you know, if you see something basically as it's cracking daylight, you'll be able to watch that buck for, I mean, it could be as much as two hours before it beds down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be five, ten minutes yeah, too. Exactly. But, <laughs> but if you, you know if you're out there late in the evening and they don't get up until just before dark well you know you don't get a lot of time to look at them and then when you do it tends to be in really poor lighting so you can't really accurately judge them quite as well sure so what are just some of the quick points maybe of do's and don'ts of scouting i mean oh uh, that's uh, i'm glad you asked because my my do's are do stay away <laughs> and what i mean by that is i i don't go in to bedding areas looking mm-hmm. for bucks i find open areas where i can glass them from a long ways away and i'll i'll typically try to stay you know i mean it could be a few hundred yards away in some areas and it's quite often it's a mile or more away that i'll watch those things so i don't i don't want them to know i'm alive or i even exist until right. it's uh time <laughs> until it's time <laughs> and and usually it's uh it, i i let them know that i exist by blowing a stock but <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. and then you find out when they're you know where they're yeah. secondary because that's that's kind of the next step in scouting is you can find the animals and that's great um and that's step one but you need to figure out where those animals are going to go when they get bumped mm-hmm. um because whether it's you another hunter Coyotes. Or, yeah, any any number of predators, coyotes, bears, mountain lions, whatever, can, can all bump them out of an area. And you just want to find out where that secondary living spot is as sure. well. And Kyle, I guess you've been up some with him on scouts when he's scouting too? Yeah, I've yeah. been on more than, more of those than I can really count. <laughs> uh, I well, mean, man, you got to realize, I mean, I'm just telling you, I hope you realize how fortunate you are to have the knowledge. How old are you? I'm 15. 15. To get the knowledge from someone like your dad, man, it's going to help you so much throughout your life and hunting yeah. success, man. I mean, because a lot of us don't get that, you know. So that's cool. Thankfully, I, my, you know, my dad taught me a lot, you know, but unfortunately, you know, with his job and all the different things, he was always working a lot. And so we didn't get, get into the, the scouting uh, so much. But, man, you can learn so much by just learning yeah. their patterns, what's going on, and then, man just ensures success yeah Yeah, i've learned so much about uh scouting in fact 
recently I've, I mean, for a while I was, I mean, every time I'd pull the binoculars up to my eyes, I'd, after about 10 seconds, I'd immediately get sidetracked. Recently I've, (laughs) (laughs) recently I've just started to actually start like trying to find animals. Sure. Absolutely. Once again, Henry Ferguson is with us, his wife Stacy and Kyle. And um, Henry is with the CBA, Colorado Bull Association, which we talked about a few weeks ago. So, hey, if you're not a member of that, uh, even if you're not an archery hunter, you know what? Hey, 30, 35 bucks or something? 30 bucks. 30 bucks. All right. Hey, we're going to give you $5 we're off. We're a cheap date. 30 bucks. That's right. All right. <laughs> Join that for a year, and um, we will uh, talk about that here. So, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more with Henry, Stacy, and Kyle right after this. KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court. But since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. KLZ's personal injury attorney continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today, 303-708-8050 or check them out, LoneTreeVet.com. This is Hal Van Herkey with Castlegate Knife and Tool. We are the largest specialty knife store in the Rockies and we have been a family-owned and operated business since 2015. We're located just outside of Castle Rock, Colorado and we are an easy drive from Denver and other surrounding areas. We proudly carry brands such as Microtech, White River, Medford, Heretic, Benchmade, Spartan, Kbor, and so much more. We also have a full room dedicated to all things camp and kitchen. Whatever your knife, blade, or tools might be, we have you covered. Check us out online at castlegate.com. Sign up for our newsletter and be sure to follow us on your favorite social platforms such as Facebook or Instagram. We are proud to be America's knife source. Be sure to stop by our store and check us out and bring your knife with you. We can sharpen just about any dull blade you might have. Until then, stay sharp and we look forward to seeing you at Castlegate Knife and Tool. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. If you're just joining us, we've got the Fergusons in studio, Henry, Stacy, and Kyle, and we'll be back with them in just one moment. We'll go to the phones, though, and talk to our good friend Jake Salthouse. Green Mountain Guns are located at 3355 South Yarrow Street in Lakewood. Jake, how are you today? Doing all right, Scott. How are you? Hey, man, you guys were busy when I was by there this morning. Oh, yeah, it's just going nonstop. We are packed and, and loving it, loving every second. So. All right, good deal. Well, hey, I want to get you on a couple minutes and talk about your Black Friday sale coming up. So just take a minute and tell us what all you got going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've got a, a lot of good deals going on on Black Friday that day only. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is that we are doing a giveaway that day. So for every $500 spent in here in the store, uh, you get one entry per $500 to, to win a Ruger Mark I, uh, and that's free and clear. Um, you know, background's covered in that, too. So, you know, come on in. If you've been waiting to buy a gun, uh, come on in and get it and, and, and get that entry to maybe win that giveaway. Okay, so cool. That's one thing we're doing. Uh, another thing we're doing is uh, 10% off on all Gem Tech suppressors, and that, there's no kind of holds bar there. It's it's really any Smith & Wesson or Gem Tech suppressor is going to be 10% off that day. Uh, we're also doing 10% off all Heritage Rough Rider revolvers uh, as well. So a lot of good deals there. Um, we're also uh, doing 10% off all of our AR parts, and that does include lower receivers because uh, that's technically a part, so might as well have that 10% off as well. So if you've been looking to build an AR, and now's the perfect time to get into them. And I noticed in there today, man, you got a great selection of handguns and all, but shotguns, rifles, and pretty much – at a lot of different price points, too. I noticed you had some guns down on the floor in a special rack. I mean, if somebody just wants to pick up a shotgun, maybe just to, for their um, um, teenager or something like that, and they're just getting started and they want to spend a hundred bucks, a couple of hundred bucks, they can do that there. Yeah, absolutely. So we do have that. That We're unique in that way that, that we do have a lot of really good used and consigned inventory in here. And you know, you can get a you can get a really really high end gun uh, in here, or you can you can get kind of a a fixer upper, so to speak. Absolutely, so. and you've got a gunsmith on staff there, ready to help too. <laughs> yes, we do, we do, very good. His name's Trey, and he does really really good work. So if you're needing some work done, come on down and and, and meet Trey. See if he can't help you out. All right, now will this officially start what day your sale? Just on Friday. Just on Friday, yep. Okay. So that that's that's one of the kind of the really cool things about the Ruger giveaway uh, is that it is just that way. So you know, it, it may be there only there's only two people that qualify for that that giveaway. So your odds are pretty high of winning that giveaway. So. Okay. All right. Well, get by and see them. Let them know you heard about them here on the show. Again, it's Green Mountain Guns, 3355 South Yarrow Street in Lakewood. The number is 303-985-7240. And a great selection of guns, great crew there. Uh, They've got ammo, a lot of different uh, things for, you know, holsters, all kinds of things, knives, everything. So hope you'll get by and see them. Jake, hey, I know you're busy on a Saturday, but want to get you on for a minute to talk about this. So we will see you soon, my friend. All right. I really appreciate it. Thanks again, Scott. All right. Thank you. Again, that's Jake Salthouse, Green Mountain Guns in Lakewood. Hi, right, Henry. Let's talk about judging bucks a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of help us because this was my first time. I was over in Meeker with my friend yep. Quentin Smith, and 
I've always just seen a really nice bug and shot it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, and you know what? The vast majority <laughs> of people, that's exactly yeah. what it is. But, yeah. you know, learned a lot with Quentin there. And, of course, you know, being around you over the last several years, uh, listening to you and having you on the show and all. But kind of give us some parameters when, you, when you're looking at mule deer and all, judging them. All right. So I, I guess the biggest question is what does somebody want out of the hunt? Right. I mean, if you're just looking to fill the freezer and, hey, most of us – I mean, like, like Kyle said, you know, you that can't eat hunt, horns. That, yeah, <laughs> well, you can't, but yeah. let me tell you what you can do with them. You can hang them on the wall and look at them for years I to know. come long after that meat's gone. <laughs> yes, <I know. laughs> Trust and, me, my wife knows too. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And, and the cool thing about it is there's just so many memories that come back when you see those mounts on the wall, but, but really what you're looking for, I mean, if you're looking for a 160 inch buck, I mean, you're, you're looking at something that is typically going to be as, as wide as their ears. That's going to be kind of your starting point on, on rack size. So you want something that's as wide as their ears. Now, I do have a couple that are not as wide as their ears that qualified for Pope and Young pretty easily. But those tend to be what I call like skyscraper bucks that are just mm-hmm. real, real tall. So you're looking for something that's as wide as its ears, typically. And then you're looking for fork depth. That's the biggest thing that you're gonna you're gonna see that really kind of makes the difference between a good scoring deer and not a great scoring deer. One other thing, um, and I'll, I'll kind of get some ideas to you on that one. But you know, I don't I don't want to mention any names, but Kyle's deer <laughs> might have been a little bigger than my deer this year. Right. I mean, it's might it's have. questionable, might have. Well, it's actually a little under three inches bigger than my deer. And I honestly couldn't be more proud of my son for that. Sure. But, the the you know, truth be told, my deer didn't have, uh, he didn't have eye guards, like, at all. They were just smooth on the bases. So, okay. had there been eye guards there, I mean, I would have you know, maintain the family crown for this week, you know, this year. But, but instead, Kyle's, Kyle's got the title. So, so little things like that can really add up. Now, one thing that a lot of people do when you're looking at fork depth, I always like, you know, mule deer have big ears. Mm-hmm. And those, those ears can vary anywhere from six to eight inches wide. And it depends on where the deer live and what their habitat is. But some places you just find these big pumpkin-headed deer and, you know, their ears are already farther apart. And then you take an 8-inch ear and it just it just really makes it harder to judge that deer. But the reason I mentioned the ear size is you can take that ear size and start applying that because you're looking at it next to the antlers. So you can start applying that to the, the length of the forks. Okay. So if you find a deer that everything is as long as all the forks are as long as its ears you got you got yourself a deer that's going to score pretty good Mm -hmm. he's not going to have any problem hitting 160. now if you look at something that has say more instead of that six to eight inch range maybe it's that eight to ten inch range now you're looking at a buck that's probably going to be 170 to 180 inches when you look at something bigger than that they just there's just no doubt when you see the when you, you know see it. the big ones, I mean, they just jump off the page at you, and you're just like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. But uh, you know, like like Kyle's deer this year again. I mean, you a thirty inch buck. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk to the old guys, and you know they'll ask you how wide was your deer. Well, 
I've got a 191 inch deer that was 24 inches wide. Not super impressive for those guys. However, it's a scoring machine because it's just got deep forks, long G2s. I mean, it's big all the way around. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see how kind of the standards have changed over the years. But Kyle's deer, I mean, when we saw it, we were telling you before we started the show, we called that buck number two. Um, and it wasn't because we thought he was crap. <laughs> he was a, he was a great deer. Sure. But there was another deer out there that was just a little bit bigger and that we called number one. And I know we 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 lost all of our creativity in deer names this year. But <laughs> it's uh, but this this particular buck, this other one, he he was a tall deer, deep forks, had a little cheater on there. But when Kyle saw the two deer side by side a day or two before the season, he goes, that's, he goes, I want the wide buck. Mm -hmm. He says, that's, that's the buck for me. He says, if they're standing next to each other, that's the buck I want. So ultimately what it boils down to is what appeals to the hunter. Right. And I mean, that's, that was for Kyle, that was it. He wanted that big wide buck and I sure can't blame him because he's going to look amazing on our wall. I mean, he's, He's now shot more hundred. He's now shot more thirty-inch bucks than I have. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about measuring a little bit. I was asking sure. you a little bit about that. So yeah, kind of walk us through the measuring uh, process so, and how they're measured. Okay, so I'll give you, and I'm going to give you one more step in in the scouting and judging part of it first. Okay, and so the way I the way I use it, um, the way I kind of judge deer on the on the hill is I've got. A nine-inch span between, with my hand fully extended, I've got a nine-inch span between the end of my thumb and end of my pinky. So I'll I'll just kind of imagine that laid out on the antlers. That gives me that gives me a way to bracket those antlers and get some estimated lengths. But but basically for for officially scoring them for you know putting them on the score sheet. You're looking at the length of the main beam is going to be a very important thing. Okay. Um, long beams drive that score up quick. Short beams can leave you a little disappointed. So little crab claws, I guess you call. Yep. Them. Those. Yeah. So uh, your first buck. <laughs> yeah, my first my first three deer I shot had crab claws, and it was just weird. I mean, I, I don't. It wasn't it was intentional. Twenty inches wide. Your first one was, and you thought, "Oh, it's going to score great." Oh yeah, I shot one. He was, yeah. His outside spread was twenty nine and three quarters, which is still smaller than Kyle's. But he had those crab clawed fronts, and I mean, mm-hmm. they were small crab claws, and it was, it it took a lot of lot of potential out of the score of that deer. And then you know, eight days later, like I was saying, Stacy shot a buck that was just, he was thin antlered. But man, he had deep forks all the way around, and they ended up being like neck and neck. And I mean, visually to look at him, you'd never guess that. But mm-hmm. that's what—it's that time length that matters a lot. Wow! Really adds up quickly. Yeah, that's cool. But, Let's talk about field prep a little bit. And you guys—I mean, sure. you guys go in and get them, and you, y'all pack them out. Stay we do, seat. yeah. So, what is that like? <laughs> Again, I'm just going to ask the wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pack it out. What part does he give you? Yeah. Uh, usually a front quarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, a front quarter or two. You know, if or it's two. my animal, I carry the head out. So yeah, yeah. Wow. So this year we actually, and typically we'll have we'll have a little bit of help come in. You know, I mean we'll we'll phone a friend so to speak and mm-hmm. get a friend or two out there to help us out. But everybody's busy. 
everybody had oh, yeah. had hunts and right. so that was fine it were I, I love i love the that aspect of hunting too because it's in my opinion that's that's as as much a part of the hunt as pulling the trigger mm-hmm. well does kyle's gotten so older he's been able to carry yeah weight, so <laughs> man speak. that's awesome you can't wait for him to get older huh <laughs> another few years yeah he carried Son, grab that. antelope yeah. out so yeah, yeah i so, carried both back quarters both front quarters some trim meat well front one straps. of the front quarters <laughs> didn't make it very well but the yeah, head also the shot, and yeah. then uh carried that out yep so he carried his whole antelope out which was pretty cool i we put it in my pack because it's a good it's great meat hauler and mm. put it in there he hauled that back to the truck and then on his deer that was a big body deer i mean not just a no, big man, antler deer big. but i mean we had we had 95 pounds of hanging meat mm-hmm. off of that so i mean that's you know that was the the hanging meat weight at steve's meats and I mean, it was a, it was a big boy, and then yeah. we took obviously we took the head and the cape out for for the mount, um, and then we had two guns because Stacy was hunting. I had my spotting scope. I mean, tripod. We had <laughs> we had a lot of weight on us that mm-hmm. day. We really did. But you know, Kyle, uh, Stacy took a a front shoulder and I I believe back straps too, mm-hmm. um, and we were you know we were two miles from the truck. So I mean, it was. Uh, yeah. They're like, well, how do we get it back? And I said, one step at a time, man. <laughs> well, we knew how to get it back. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, they'd been on enough pack outs, but sure. I mean, it, this was their first time really, really well. And Kyle's hauled, Kyle actually hauled meat off of my buck when he was 12. Hmm. He had, he had just, was before his first hunt. It was just a month or so before, but. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some of the gear. You mentioned sure. your spotting scope and all. And Oh, yeah. You know, Maeve and I became uh, familiar mm-hmm. with my friend Quentin Smith, who we were just over hunting with, and um, I'm telling you, pretty clear glass. Yeah, it is. I've, I have a pair of the Maven 18s, the 18 by 56, and that's, I, I, I can look through those things all day, no headaches, no eye strain. I mean, that's they make a really fine optic for a really great price, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, you know, it, it's still not cheap yeah but it's not cheap either no no <laughs> you yeah, know? This sport it's is not, not inexpensive cheap. but it's also not cheap because you, you think I mean? about gear we both probably grew up using man, yeah if we'd have had it back oh man then, you know forget it. you see yeah. it but it, it is worth it you know to buy once cry once they say mm-hmm. and i mean just to get good quality gear and i don't care if you're talking about boots clothing whatever oh, if i had all the I money mean, back that i've spent on binoculars I'd have cheap a pair, binoculars. yeah, on cheap <laughs> binoculars. I'd have a pair of Swarovski NLs right now. Yeah. I don't, but <laughs> but I would if you know if we'd done it differently. Right. But. And the spotting scope is also Maven. Uh, it's not. I use or? a Nikon. I have okay. a Nikon EDG, which they don't even make anymore since they Nikon has exited the sport optics portion of of hunting and stuff. And I, I have a Nikon rangefinder too, which. Yeah, also doesn't exist. I will anymore, tell you, the Maven rangefinder is. Incredible. I played around with it a little bit this year. I mean, it's it's clear, boy. It wow. is. It's very clear, yeah. and it gives you a good number. I mean, my my biggest thing is a bow. You know, bow hunters and rifle hunters are looking for different things out of mm-hmm. rangefinders. Sure. And as a bow hunter, I'm always looking for something that gives me a very accurate cut of distance. So if it's a downhill or an uphill shot. It's not just giving you the that distance. It gives you the true trajectory kind of distance. Yeah. yeah. So it's because, you know, looking downhill at something, it could give you a distance of 100 yards. 
but that distance the true straight across distance and down to that mm-hmm. could be 45 yeah you know on a, <laughs> on a steep angle and i mean there's you put that 100 yards on it and you're going to go seven feet over its back <laughs> not that you've ever done that <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> no no of course not scott uh, but <laughs> so let's talk about your your um rifles and sure ammo you use all that kind of stuff you bet. so kyle you what bet. do you what do you shoot so I'm shooting a Hornady ELDX 7 mag, uh, and we shoot a Tika. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on the it's the Rough Tech. Yeah, version. the Rough Tech. Yeah. Uh, we shoot a 7 mag with a Zeiss oh, Conquest V4. Too. Yeah, Conquest. And okay. then uh, we also and we just switched from a 6.5 Creedmoor Thompson uh, Center, mm-hmm. and we had a Nikon Pro Staff 7 on it. Okay. And also, where and what grain do you use in the seven millimeter? Uh, it's 162. 162. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Stacy, how about you? Oh, he she's shooting the one that he was just talking about. <laughs> that oh, Thompson okay. Center yeah, six point five. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, that's a very inexpensive gun, and that thing is an absolute freaking tack driver. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've I've taken down full grown bulls, just dropped them. I mean, I've taken down. I've taken down a cow, a full-grown bull, uh, three deer. Nope, four deer. Wait, no, <laughs> so three. you've done three deer, and your mom's taken yeah. one with it as well. That wow. gun has been a that's, – that's probably been the best investment I've ever made in my life, yeah. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if you look at the amount of weight that that's put in the freezer. Sure. And, Kyle, do you get into archery at all like your dad, or uh, do you like the rifle better? I kind of want to now. I, yeah. I've been uh, went hunting with my dad a lot last year, this past year, and uh, really want to get back into it. So, mm-hmm. uh, as he's gotten older, he can pull more weight back. Yeah, sure. we're, it's more doable. Yeah. We were joking about uh, my dad was hunting a really big buck this year, and uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> we were out there stalking, <laughs> and earlier in the day, I go, Dad, I kind of want to get back into archery, and we get up on this stalk. I mean, we execute it perfectly. We're like, we did. We're close. And we miss. And we didn't miss. Yeah. But we didn't recover the deer. Yeah. It was a, that was a rough one. And oh. while we're, I, like, as my dad walks back up from, because I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm watching it and it goes straight over into private. Wow. And he's walking back up. And as soon as he gets back up there and grabs our packs, I go, Dad, I don't think I want to do archery anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like know. a scared straight program for him. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Once again, Henry Ferguson is with us. If you just joining us, his wife Stacy and Kyle and uh, hunting family, and just wanted to visit with them today a little bit about this whole dynamic of that. And man, when you get flat down to it, and you look at the prices of food now and all the different things, I'm telling you, nothing better to eat than that's a fact. Elk and mule deer, right? We've oh, got yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, what's a few of your favorite recipes? Give us a couple of good elk recipes. Our favorite is green chili elk burgers. Oh, okay. oh without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Good. Those are. With That's why we hunt elk. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 For really me and my dad, is. we don't really like hunting elk. Well, mainly because they're jerks and they don't let us get close enough. Yeah. Uh, my mom likes them for some reason. We'll, we'll never understand. Uh, She's shot yeah. the biggest bull in the family by pretty significant really? margin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we, I mean, that's just about the entire reason why we hunt from 
Wow. But you know, you That's can, cool. we've done some lasagnas and stuff out of it. Tacos. And tacos. Oh, yeah. Spaghetti. It. It's there's, just, it's, it's great. Yeah. 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 We haven't bought ground beef in years. Probably Kyle's lifetime. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not exaggerating saying <laughs> that. I mean, I don't think he's had ground beef at our house once. Right. The sweat you put into the hunt seasons it, I think. That's <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. All right, let's take a couple minutes, and I want to talk about our hunt over in Meeker a little bit. But let's talk about field prep a little bit and the importance of that, okay? Sure. Because, man, we've all been there. I don't know if you – many times, you know, and, of course, I, I use Steve's Meat Market as well, and I've been there in the truck in front of me, and maybe they didn't take the hide off, and it was <laughs> – Boy, we saw left it. it on I'll tell you what, we and, saw I mean, it. they smell it, and they say, we can't take mm-hmm. it. I mean, yeah. you've got to take care of that meat. I'm, I'm proud to say that in in – 20 plus years of hauling meat you know to the processor i've lost one quarter Hmm. i've lost one hind quarter and it was off my deer last year and it was unavoidable it was just it was what it was but um yeah we we take really good care of that meat um one of the one of the things that i i always do if we're going out hunting i i'm an optimist and i i feel like every time i go out that's the time we're going to find success. Mm-hmm. So I go out prepared. Um, first first step is having a cooler in the back of the truck. So when we get back to the truck, we've got a place to keep, put that meat, keep it clean, not just throw it in the back of the truck and drive down and let all the everything <laughs> get on it. We drove past a, a guy hauling a deer back on a flatbed truck today on our way here. Oh. So the season ended yesterday. So, I mean, that's uh, you hide know, that, on it still. Hide on. I mean, there there's a good chance he was losing in a some black meat, plastic garbage bag on a metal truck bed. I mean, yeah. it was <laughs> it was all it was the, just about worst case. It was all the possible. things that you, you don't want to do. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, we take good care of it. So we go out. We've got game bags in our pack. We've got packs capable of hauling the meat. Sharp knives. Sharp knives. Oh man. Replaceable blades if needed, or you know, depending on the type of knife. Um, which I always use a replaceable blade knife. It's just it's just too dang easy. Bone saws if needed, and uh, we always use rubber gloves. Just sure, it's just easier. No, no. It's just easy. <laughs> Makes cleanup so much easier. It does. So, yeah, <laughs> it sure does. Well, as I mentioned, we were over in uh, Meeker a few days this week, and uh, my good friend Quentin Smith and his wife Jordy, they have QRS Outdoor Specialties, and uh, probably saw uh, about four hundred elk. Jeez. I mean. It was unbelievable, the elk we saw. And um, and as I mentioned earlier, um, normally I find a good buck and just take it. Uh, just time constraints most of the time. Just need to get back here with a daily show during the week as well. But uh, really, Quentin said, all right, we're going to really take our time and look through. <laughs> so it was cool to do that. Learned a lot uh, from that with him and um, ended up then uh, finally taking, uh, you know, nice buck and very happy with yeah. and it's just it's so much fun and what this whole hunting community is you know we'll wrap up with today is just i mean most of the people you meet in this are great great people willing to fact. help willing to give advice uh except tell them where you're where there you, you go okay <laughs> Other than that, hey love you but i ain't telling you where That's i hunt. absolutely yeah. right but uh <laughs> uh but you know it is it, it is a great 
you know, community. And I hope everybody, you know, as we go into this next year and you look at all the things on social media and the um, uh, complaining about all the things, hey, we're not going to straighten everything out with <laughs> CPW and all the nope. things they do with tags and all the different things there. But, man, one thing I hope for 2022 is, Henry, we can all pull together a little bit more and fight the fights we need to fight together Absolutely. instead of against each other and Absolutely. just respect, the, hey, whether you're an archery hunter, a rifle hunter, whatever. And, uh Boy, thinking of the times that you guys get to spend as a family in the field and just thinking about how busy, uh, now COVID put a, <laughs> a wrench and all that thing. We you all bet. spend a lot of time together. But in general, man, the times and the quality times you guys get out in the field and the hours and hours together, you can't most people it. don't ever get. No, you know? and I'll tell you that the best, the best experiences and some of the best stories we have come from hunts and come from just the times and the struggles out there sure seeing i'll tell you seeing my my family hauling out that deer and then six days later hauling out his elk my gosh i mean that <laughs> those are i'd those have made are, him walk home hey to well, get a deer and six days later get an elk i'd have said son you earn the right to walk. I had take the shot first, though. Yep, so. she did. Hey, yeah. that was classic mom stuff. Um, she could have had that elk, but she said, no, I want Kyle to get that. So Yeah, so. my my best memories ever are hunting and fly fishing with my family. Yeah. I mean, those are the greatest things I can ask for. Yeah, my well, greatest ones, too, my dad. Uh, the time we spent together, and, you know, boy, years come quickly as you know henry yeah, they pass they quickly i should say well and you as, know, a, so as a dad you know father you know and a husband i mean you're you just there's a great amount of pride yeah. that comes from that Absolutely. i'm seeing us struggle through things work hard and mm -hmm. find success that's well, that doesn't doesn't get any better well, congrats to you guys, man. Thanks, thank guys. You. It's been fun. Congrats we'll to do you, it again. You had a heck of a season. Yeah, yeah thank you. It was a lot of fun. And if you're looking for a good western hunt and a great outfitter, check out qrsoutdoors.com and let Quentin know you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado. And I'm telling you, him and his wife, Jordy, great friends and great people. So we're going to take a quick break and be back with Dan Johnson, Len Lyle Chevrolet, right after this. Now's the time to get into the Outdoorsman's Attic. It's truly a wall-to-wall -wall sale. Sitka gear, 25% off. All clothing, fishing gear, and packs, 30% off. You'll find many items, 30 to 50% off retail. Great deals on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, camper, hiker, or hunter in your family, or bring in your gear to the Outdoorsman's Attic and turn it into cash. And if you're looking for a great handgun, rifle, or shotgun, get by the Outdoorsman's Attic. If your firearm needs a little work, see Scott the Gunsmith and tell him Scott at Sportsman of Colorado Radio sent you. All at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Great service, great bargains, great gear. 2650 West Hampton. Hi, this is Chris Kane with 303roofer.com. If you're looking to put on a new roof because of hail, give us a call at 303-390-1382. We'll give you a cash price, which means you'll most likely get to keep some of your insurance money instead of giving it to us. It's your money, we know that, and we'll price the work accordingly. So give us a call today, 303-390-1382, or go to our website, 303roofer.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, 
Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. We're going to wrap things up today with our good friend Dan Johnson, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, drive east and pay the least. Dan, thanks for being with us. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. And that's right. Drive east and pay the least. I'm telling you, that's you know, I, I was uh, uh, out last couple of days and uh, with some guys hunting a little bit. And uh, a gentleman uh, was from another state but lived here a long time ago. And he goes, oh, is that that place? And he actually said, I think their thing was drive east and pay the lease. I said, yep, that's them. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, that, that tagline's been around for uh, 40 years. Wow. Well, that's yeah. awesome. And you know what? It's neat when a tagline is true. So that's that's what is even better. Yeah, absolutely. that is absolutely true. For sure. Well, man, it is hard to believe. It seems like these last uh, almost um, two years has just been like a twilight zone for all of us in the business world and personal world as well. But it's hard to believe we're – going to be touching on the door of Thanksgiving and Christmas here, but just kind of give us an update of kind of where the automotive industry is at this time. Well, actually, they, they said fourth quarter was going to get a little better, and actually it, I think it is getting a little better as far as uh, the chips and getting some of these vehicles that are, you know, that had parked and they're just waiting for the microchip. I'm, I'm getting most of those units now, and, uh, you know, orders. I've been able to order a lot of cars this month. Um, you know, I got kind of the biggest allocation I've had um, probably all year in the month of November. So, oh, wow. um, you know, so, I mean, they're going to come rolling in uh, December, January. You know, I did buy your listeners if, you know, kind of vehicles are scarce right now on lots, mm-hmm. but we can certainly order order one and get it here as quick as we can. I, uh, I had a Tahoe guy um ordered a vehicle and it took 17 days from the time that uh, he placed the order with me until the time it got here. Now I'm not going to guarantee that happens every time, but right. that's pretty doggone quick. Man, no doubt. Yeah, he was probably thrilled for sure. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, we were driving up to Meeker and I tell you, it kills me just to see guys pulled over with trucks and um, you know, and you can tell that they're broke down with something and who knows what it, if it was preventable if they would just done some good service, but I just want to bring that up real quick. You know, there's still another uh, four season left here in our uh, big game season, and no matter what, you're still going to be on the roads traveling, probably driving. Um, and, boy, now's the time to get in, get some service, even check out your tires, all that kind of stuff, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And tires in the winter, I mean, that's – even if you have a front-wheel drive car, I mean, it's, tires are the 
probably most important thing in traction and safety and you know just make sure you have a good tire on there it doesn't have to be a snow tire but it just needs to be a good treaded tire and it's amazing how much traction you'll get with a good tire yeah no doubt absolutely all right you mentioned you got a, a few silverados there uh kind of go through that and tell us what you got I do. I got a whole row of them, and I have a whole bunch more on the way that, uh, like I said, if uh, if I don't have it, you can put your name on one. You know, I can tell you exactly what's coming, color, equipment, everything else, and uh, should be here by the end of the year. And a lot of people are trying to buy, you know, there's for companies and things, there's mm-hmm. tax advantages to um, getting a vehicle before the end of the year. We're starting to get that little rush going on. So uh, if that's if that's you, I, I have some stuff that will be here by the end of the year. At least I'll have a serial number so, you know, you can put your name on it and use it for the tax year 2021. Um, and right now there's a Costco program going on for those people who are Costco members. Okay. Uh, there's another 1000 bucks on most everything. That's Silverado, most of the SUVs, mm. almost everything. So, you know, the rebates aren't huge now because the – you know, the supplies short. So, you know, there's another 1000 bucks if you're a Costco member. Just boom. Absolutely. Once again, it's Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. As we mentioned, uh, Dan is the general manager there. And uh, if you go, when you go by, um, just let him know you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado or our Haystack show as well, just KLZ 560. And, and I promise you, um, uh, as I was talking to these guys about this week when he mentioned that he knew of you, I said, you know, it's so great to have a dealership where – you can just walk in. Hey, and I, I told him this. I said, man, I've never had a person yet that was serious and buying a car or a truck and finding what they uh, wanted and left because of price or negotiation stalled because there, there really isn't any. And, I mean, I said, you know, hey, Dan just does a good job of treating people fair and giving them a good deal for their trade. And I said, man, I got guys that come here from other states and uh, now are very loyal customers for many years with you. Yeah, well, I mean – and as you've always said, if everybody's fair-minded, it's not yeah, that hard. Exactly. You know, it's just really not. And, and you know, I'll take care of them. I know you've had a couple of customers that had, uh, uh, or friends, that had some issues. And, you know, we were, oh, you we're there for them. You know, yep. we, we jumped in and got General Motors involved and got them a new truck because yep. we had a chronic problem we couldn't get fixed or nobody else could get fixed either. So, you know, those are the kind of things that, you know, Everybody tries to get the best deal everywhere, but, you know, if, when you need me, I'm there for you. Sure. And I think another thing, and you brought this up a few weeks ago when you were on, is, you know, uh, boy, you hear a lot about the price gouging and people paying, you know, so much, kind of like buying a house or paying so much more. And you said, you know, at one point this will end and everything will kind of get back normal, and people remember who just treated them fair. And I think, again, that's why you guys have been, been around so long because you've kind of always done that from day one, and that's why your reputation's so outstanding. Well, and that's right. And yeah, that's people will remember when I have a whole lot full of cars. I'll, you know, the, hopefully they'll remember the dealer that tried to charge them, you know, four or five, six thousand dollars over list price, which is, you know, ridiculous. You know, we don't do that kind of thing here. Absolutely. So service real. Uh is the best thing to do is is call in and uh, for old changes and things, or is there a show up line? Or I mean, how busy um, are you? I mean, what's the best way to do it to get customers in? Well, on oil changes, uh, you know, it seems like the whole world likes to come on Saturday morning. So, <laughs> you know, Saturday, you yeah. know, Saturday mornings are tough, and we, 
and we do try to not take that many appointments on Saturday just for oil changes. I mean, if it's other service work, we'll absolutely take an appointment. Sure. But uh, on oil changes on Saturday, we kind of first come, first serve. But during the week, yeah, we make appointments for oil changes, try to get you in and out an hour. Uh, and, um, you know, we're fair-priced and, mm-hmm. you know, ASC-certified mechanics. So, uh, you know, we'll look your car over. We'll do a multiple inspection for free, fill up your wash your fluids and check all your fluids all that doesn't cost anything sure. and uh yeah during the week i got i got a you know pretty good lube tech system working here so i'm a little quicker than i used to be absolutely you know and i tell people all the time real quick dan is you know you take your car to just a fast lube place just because you think you're trying to save 20 minutes or whatever and first of all man times i've been there you know i'm usually out in you know less than an hour for sure and most time it's closer to 45 minutes but when a fast lube place is changing your oil that is all they're doing why do they even want to look at anything else because if they don't fix it and don't do anything so all they're going to do is change the oil and shut the hood and drive let you drive away and you could have some issues that your guys would naturally just be looking over and doing that inspection like you talk about that's right um we've found many things that you know uh shocks leaking you know you know, some safety issues too, you know, if, if things, you know, may not be hitting the ground, uh, oil or whatever, but tranny leaking, whatever, you know, but you need to know about it and try to jump on it before it becomes a, you know, leaves you on the side of the road. So yeah, we look for that stuff. We do the best we can. And, and you're right. Uh, other places, they can't fix it. So they don't want to find it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you <know? laughs> well, I promise you folks, and I know you've heard Dan on for years, and, uh, and we, you know, we certainly thank Dan for uh, being a sponsor of our show. And to be quite honest, we couldn't even do this show without their um, help and support for Sports from Colorado and Haystack Help. And uh, But this is a great neighborhood dealer, and I'm telling you, Dan is there every day. And, th- Dan, that's another thing that's just kind of funny. You walk in a lot of places, these guys are behind the – the drapes or you know you don't even know where a manager is or whatever or who's really a manager and dude you walk in your lynn lyle you're in a glass office right inside the front door so hey no hiding there and you're ready to help people yeah i'm not hard to find just walk <laughs> in the door and i'm there so. absolutely uh, you know well, they'll take care of you. Again, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, and uh, if you get by, uh, make sure you mention you heard them here on Sportsman of Colorado, and uh, they'll be open. Now, uh, I know you'll be closed ne- next week, uh, of course, for Thanksgiving. You open that Wednesday till roughly 5 or 6 or yeah, so? Yeah, it'll be. Okay. Yeah, we'll probably close an hour early or something, you know, 7 o'clock, 6 or 7 o'clock on Wednesday, and then we'll be closed Thanksgiving, and I wish all your listeners happy Thanksgiving, and then we're back back on it um friday saturday and all the way up until christmas all right we'll get by folks i'm telling you you will love the silverados dan's got a few right there on the lot just need to get by and find one you like and i promise you it'll be a great deal for you and dan as always we appreciate it very much sir and happy thanksgiving to you and your family as well and uh man we'll catch up next time and i appreciate it all right. Take care, Scott. All right. See you later. All right. That's Dan Johnson, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Drive east and pay the least. Again, when you get by, let them know you heard about them here on Sportsman of Colorado. Thanks to all of our guests today. But mostly thank you. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.
views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.